0: Fear robs us of abundance and of joy. All that time, I could have been enjoying life with my kids and enjoying my son and all these things, but I lived with fear for so long.
1: Hello. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I am Chrissy Cochran, the Executive Director of Communications for CityServe. And this podcast, the Influencers Podcast, is powered by CityServe. And I am really just kind of taking over once again, the podcast. Scott and Dave, our regular co-hosts, are gone. So that's when I get to sneak in and, you know, just kind of take over. We're going to have a ladies' day today because I have a very special guest here with us. And Um, yeah, we're going to speak a little bit about our relationship with God and, and just the purpose of a a close relationship and different things that can distract from that. So I'm, I'm really excited, um, to get started on this. So really, though, we were, we were designed for a close, intimate relationship with the Lord. Uh, but man, whatever, wherever you are in your walk and within life with the Lord, like, you know, there's so many things that can distract us you're a parent or not, if you're taking care of your parents or not, man, woman, it doesn't matter. There's so many distractions that really keep us from um, experiencing what God has meant us to. And one of the most common distractions in our relationship with God is anxiety and self-doubt. So questions like, what if I fail? What if I make the wrong choice? What if I miss my purpose? I know me personally, I've thought of all of those things. I've asked myself so many things. So Today, we're going to chat with Crystal Ward, and I am truly excited about this conversation. Um, She is just really able to talk about how to release anxiety and really truly encounter God's extravagant grace. Crystal Ward is a Bible teacher, a speaker, podcast host, and founder of the nonprofit organization Grace to Grow. So she has a background in public education, pastoral ministry, her biblical wisdom has supported women around the globe and encouraged them to follow Christ. Crystal and her husband live near Houston, Texas, and have three beautiful and sometimes messy, crazy children, something I know about. But Crystal, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today.
0: Thank you so much for having me on, Chrissy. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: So um, you know, we have something in common that I did not mention to you before. We have the same name. My name is Crystal. My name is Crystal what? too. I spell it a little bit different. Yeah, I spell it a little bit differently. But my name is Crystal and actually my nickname growing up was always Chrissy. And then as I got older, it just kind of stuck. It stuck it with all of my friends and professionally. So now I'm like officially Chrissy, but I love all the crystals in the world. So that's how, you know, we're connected from birth by our names.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My name is a little bit, it's spelled weird though. It's not like normal crystal and nobody quite knows what to do with it. Is it crystal or is it Christelle? How do I spell it? And so that has been the story of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew right away. I was like, yep, crystal. And that's different spelling. I'm C-Y-S-T-A-L and you are K R I S T E L totally different right i love yeah, how so many totally. people have different spellings now but okay well let's start you um you are a former high school teacher and you worked in some of the toughest schools in Texas and you really managed a lot of stressful situations i'm sure but you have noted that in 2016 your life just went, just had a sudden halt, and you experienced um, some circumstances that really revealed a hidden battle with fear. So share with us what happened.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to talk about that. Um, actually, there was a time for a long time that I didn't talk about that issue because it was so difficult and so personal to me at that time in my life, I had been teaching school uh, for, you know, several years. And like you mentioned, some really, really tough uh, areas of Texas. And I was in a place in my life where I just felt like, if I'm being really, really uh, transparent with you guys, that um, I had it all together. Like I was just doing really great, right? I was... Uh, doing well as a teacher. And then I had left that to stay home with our kids. And I was a pastor, minister, you know, all these things. And it felt like I was doing really well. And then around 2016, we had our third baby. So just a little bit about us. We, my husband BJ and I, we have three kids, Abby, Emma, and Evan. And our third child, Evan, when he was four months old, had a reaction to some medication that caused him to have conservatively over 70 seizures in 30 days. And at that time, yeah, yeah. At that time, there was nothing, there was nothing that could have prepared me for that, um, that I felt like, you know, that I was doing well. And then all of a sudden, everything came crashing down and I was a wreck. And... Really, just during that time, there was nothing else that I could do other than cling to Jesus. I felt like I was going to lose my mind. I thought I might lose my marriage. Our home, the atmosphere of our home was just so tense. And really what I found at the end of that season was that I actually had a battle with fear and anxiety all along that was just running under the surface unnoticed. And what that issue did was bring that fear and anxiety to light so that I could address it with the Lord. And I don't think that the Lord did that um, terrible thing that we walked through. I don't think he did that at all. But he did use it to uncover these issues in my life and give me the tools so that I could live the abundant life that he had designed for me
1: over 70 seizures in that amount of time. As a mama, oh my goodness, I would just be freaking out thinking like, what's to come? Not really knowing the future, but how, how did you hold on to trusting the Lord when you didn't know what was going to happen?
0: Yeah. You know, we, I mean, you know, I've been a minister for a long time and it's kind of like, we can talk a lot of things, right? We can talk about faith and we can teach about faith and we can um, just talk about well, you, you. Just gotta hang on to your faith and believe God, and and then you walk through these kind of situations, and then we really, we really get to know faith a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Scripture talks about that we have this hope as an anchor to our souls. And there's an that's in I think um, Hebrews six I believe, and then over in Hebrews 11, it talks about that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And so what I've found is there are times in our lives where faith is difficult, you know, like you go through something, your, your faith is really rocked, but if you can find hope, like faith And hope are not exactly the same thing. Hope leads into faith. And so hope says God can. Faith says God is. So if I'm not in a place where I can say, oh no, God is, if I can just grab onto hope and say, oh God, you can save my son, you can take care of my family, you can do all of these things, well then that hope grows and it leads into faith. And so I feel like during that time, that's really a lot of what I did. I I don't know that I had this great faith, but I clung to Jesus and I clung to hope. And he walked us through that.
1: It's like through your difficult time, he really grew your faith. Right. And like, how are you supposed to be like, that's the main way that Really, I think we grow in our faith in the Lord is when we do walk through those. I jokingly sometimes say to friends and family, like, oh, like, I don't want to go. I got to keep on telling the Lord. I already have enough faith. Please don't put me through difficult situations where I have to prove it. You know, I'm I'm good. But that's really how he uses it. I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'll tell you something as you talk about faith and hope. I have twin girls who are nine. And when we were going around to naming them, I wanted some some names that meant something that went well together. Faith and hope were on the table. Uh, But then we decided on faith and grace. So we named our girls Faith and Grace, which takes me then, nice little segue to your book, um, your new book called Grace to Grow. So what what is your book about?
0: Oh, thank you so much for talking about that. Grace to grow 40 devotions to release anxiety and dive into purpose. Really my heart for this book is to help take us from a place of anxiety and chaos and Mm -hmm. walk with, you know, the reader through a journey to from chaos to really getting to a place where we are fulfilled in our relationship with Jesus. You know, my journey's not over. I'm still walking this journey out and uh, I still revisit those places of fear and anxiety from time to time. And, but um, the thing is, is that when we're in that place, being close to the Lord and really having this fulfilling relationship with the Lord can feel almost impossible and it's, it's not impossible, actually. And so I hope um, in this book to just take the reader by the hand and say, come on, let's walk together from this chaotic place into a place of abundance with the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the place where we all want to be is right there, just walking the abundant life that God has called us to be. But why do you think, Crystal, why do you think so many women, particularly, struggle to find time, find time to really slow down and nurture a relationship with the Lord, to really build up that faith um, and hope in him and trust in him.
0: Yeah. I think that there are seasons in our life, whether, I mean, I, I think that it really can apply to, to so many of us that it almost feels impossible to have an intimate relationship with God, to really spend that time with him. It's like, there have been times in my life where I'll get up to go spend time with the Lord, go have my quiet time and uh, to pray and to read and, and just be with him. And then you hear the footsteps down the stairs or, or what about whenever you go to pray and you're with the Lord, you cannot get your mind to shut up. And you're like, I'm trying to be with you, Lord, but my mind is all over the place. And then there's like, you know, it's almost like the to-do list and all the things that we're not getting to are like screaming at us when we're trying to be with the Lord. And there's actually there's actually a a passage in scripture I think we can relate to a lot. Um in Luke chapter 10, there are these two sisters. There's Martha and there's Mary. And Jesus is coming to visit their house with the disciples now okay it's real easy to like read this passage and be like yeah Jesus is coming over but imagine Jesus coming over to your house (laughs) like nobody would be able to be home everybody would have to just leave like nobody could even be here because they're just anything I clean is just gonna get destroyed in 30 seconds right and so um it's just in the story it's so relatable and we see martha starts to busily rush around trying to prepare this meal for jesus and the disciples and i can just totally put myself in that picture right all like the running around and the dishes and all the things and then she looks to her side to delegate some stuff to her sister mary but mary's not there with her mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, which actually was taboo for the time to sit as a disciple at the feet of a rabbi. And so Martha, you know, understandably gets upset and she almost has this emotional outburst with Jesus and says, Lord, she's just sitting here and she's not doing anything. Get up and make her do something, which I can totally relate to. Like I can imagine walking in to talk to the Lord and you're like, you don't want to look bad. Right. And you don't want to look like you don't have any faith or anything. So you just rule like nonchalantly, like, Lord, can you tell her to, to get up and do something? Right. But on the inside, <laughs> right? you're like, Lord, she's not doing anything. And, uh, you know, Jesus didn't condemn her, which was pretty, pretty amazing. He didn't, he didn't fuss at her. He said, my dear Martha. And he said, you are anxious and troubled. In the Greek, the, the words that Jesus used mean anxious and troubled about many things. But this is the key, and I feel like it is so important for us to get. He says, but Mary has found the one thing worth being concerned about, and I'm not going to take that away from her. And I really feel like that Jesus defined the meaning of life in that, in that sentence, it feels like we exist for so many things. I exist to pick the kids up from school. They just walked in the door. Hopefully, they don't interrupt our conversation. <laughs> and I exist to get them up in the mornings to make their food. I exist to to do so many things. And you know, maybe uh, somebody might be. I, I exist to do all of the board meetings and all of the errands and all the pitches and all the things. But Jesus says we exist for one thing. And that's an intimate relationship with him. And so, when we're in all this chaotic um, time in our lives, if we can simply just prioritize Jesus with as much as we do have, like give, like if we can just give him what we do have, he is the God that multiplies. His grace comes on that. If all we have right now is five minutes because we have a newborn, right? His grace comes on that and he multiplies it so that we can be close to him. And then he walks with us all throughout the rest of our day.
1: You're speaking to me. I mean, I know you're speaking to a lot of people who are listening to this and they need to hear it, but oh my gosh, because I myself, I'm just in the middle of all the busyness with the young children and the work and, and church life and, you know, taking care of the household and the marriage and the list goes on. I told my husband the other night, I said, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm underneath an avalanche and it won't stop, you know, but I knew as a believer that I first needed to, I needed to go straight to prayer. I'm starting to get a little anxious. I'm starting to feel like I can't handle it all. My, my brain is going to like, how am I supposed to get everything done? I can't do it all. And then it's like my spirit said, like you, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, get, come here, child. Like come and talk to me, come and spend some time with me. That's what you need to be doing first. So, you know, I, I want to ask you though, what are, what are some ways this will speak to me and others. What are some ways that you really just combat, you know, how to handle all of that anxiety that then comes with fear and doubt, um, you know, from time to time when you still, you know, might encounter them?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. We all do. I mean, it doesn't matter that the the greatest, most faith-filled person in the world that I know still encounters Mm -hmm. struggle. And a lot of the times that struggle exists in our mind more than anything else. And so, so we get it. And I think that one of the things that is really important for us to remember, I try to cling to this really, is that my father and your father, our, our heavenly father is always good. Psalm 119 says that, Lord, you are good and you only do good. Teach me your decrees. And I feel like if we can latch on to that when there's all of the things is Lord, no matter what you are good. So when fear comes calling and we're afraid, Oh, this is not going to work out or stress or doubt or worry or, or all of these things. No, no. My daddy, right. In, in, in Greek, when Jesus said, our father, it was Abba, which means daddy in Greek, right? Like our daddy is always good. There's nothing that could happen that his goodness is not going to show up and be present. Scripture talks about that he upholds us with our, with his mighty right hand, right? And so there's, there's nothing that can take place that his goodness isn't big enough to cover or correct, right? And so, I think if we can remember that that silences so many things. And and you you mentioned shame. I think that shame is a big one as well. Um where we feel like yes, 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 the Lord is good, but I'm not. Like mm-hmm. God is good, but I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't spend time mm-hmm. with the Lord. Today. Like I don't like I don't actually deserve his goodness in this moment, right? Like he's good, but I don't know if if I can like receive of that goodness. And I think it's important to remember too, that his goodness is not based on us. It's an eternal, it's an eternal characteristic of who he is. And it doesn't really matter what we do, what we don't do. He is always good, always. And he's always doing good. And so uh, shame is actually, it's, it's actually not even biblical because our worth and our value. Well, let's just say it this way. Our right to receive from Jesus is not based on our own worth. It's based on his and the perfect life that he exchanged for us. And so we have the right to go to our heavenly father to receive from him. Hebrews 4, 16 says to boldly enter the throne of grace. And, um, So I think that it's really resisting all of those thoughts, hanging on to what is true and taking advantage of all that Jesus paid for us.
1: God is really, really good. It's a good reminder in whatever circumstance, level of doubt you're in. What would you say personally to someone who's really fighting a really high level of self-doubt and anxiety and shame, um, what would you say to them to give them like one or two practical things that they can do today to really get closer to the Lord?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I've been there, right? We talked about it. I've been there on more than one occasion, a whole lot of occasions. We just talked about one. Um, It just kind of reminds me of, um, you know, stress and anxiety can feel, you already mentioned it, like I'm drowning. Like, I am literally going to drown and I'm not going to make it. And, um, you know, we have Peter walked on the water in the New Testament, right? And there was a moment where he's walking on the water, he's doing great. And then all of a sudden he starts to see all of the things around him and he starts to sink. In other words, he's almost drowning and he reaches out to Jesus and he says, Lord, save me. Right. So for anybody that feels like today, like I feel like I'm drowning, there are practical things that you can do. You can go get with a pastor. You can get with a godly friend. You can um, get with, you know, you can get medical help, all of those things. But I encourage you to reach out to Jesus and say, Lord, save me. I feel like I'm not going to make it. And what did Jesus do in that moment? He reached out. He grabbed Peter by the hand. And he pulled him close to him. And I believe that the Lord does that same thing for us. When we call to him, reaches out, he grabs us, he pulls us close. And then from there, then you can seek whatever kind of help that you need. I encourage you to have a really good, godly praying friend that can walk through these issues with you. I have several of those
1: and a really,
0: really great pastor. I have landed on my pastor's couch on more than one occasion and can help you to walk through these issues and to take advantage of, of those opportunities to do so.
1: Right. We need. We really need community for, because we will forget. We forget, oh, it's just that simple. I could just cry out like, Lord, help me, save me, mm-hmm. Jesus. A whisper while we're driving, while we're doing the dishes in quiet time, in busy time, in a crowd, it doesn't matter. But we do need that community to say, hey, it's really that simple. That's where it begins, right? Um, and that's all we need to do. Let me ask you uh, you I think you've learned a lot over the past what like eight years or so, almost eight years since you had that really first experience with your youngest going through all those seizures looking back now what what do you know now that you would have loved to have told um, told yourself back
0: then? I actually love that question. I think about that a lot like oh my goodness, if I would have only have known this when I was in my twenties. I mean, like, I'm not sure how old you are, Chrissy, you look amazing, but I don't know how old you are, (laughs) but I know me. Uh, 40, 40, 40 now, Crystal, 40 now. Same for me. I'm also 40 and I I think about, yeah. I think about, about, oh my gosh, if I would have known some of these things in my 20s. Maybe before I answer your question, I should probably tell you that Evan is now seven years old and he is so healthy. Such an active, obnoxious little boy like all little boys should be, right? Terrorizing his sisters and shooting them with the Nerf guns and all the things. And (laughs) the Lord has been so... Faithful Evan, even at seven years old, loves Jesus. He mm. uh, he he will read his Bible voluntarily at night. He will tell me, mom, hold on. I got to read my Bible before I go to bed. Okay. Here's a funny story. Funny story is he's telling me the other day, and I did not forget your question. I'm coming back to it. Funny story is he told me the other day, mom, it's kind of hard to read your Bible every day. I said, no, buddy, it, it's not, but, but tell me what you're reading. He's seven, remember. He goes, I don't know. It was something about offerings or something. He had been voluntarily reading in the book of Leviticus. Oh, my goodness. I was wondering if you were going to say Leviticus. Oh, I'm like, you. well, son, That's let's get part. you something else to read. <laughs> you know, and I, I look back over. I, I spent so much time, so much time squandering joy and abundant mm-hmm. life in, in in fear like here that's what that's what fear really does and it's not that we mean to squander that time but but fear robs us of abundance and of joy right and it's like man all that time i could have been enjoying life with my kids and enjoying my son and all these things but i lived with fear for so long But here is actually the lesson I wish that I would have known earlier in life. The lesson is, is that God is not bound by time. Like that's really, Mm. that's been really big for me where we feel like, man, I wasted so much time. God's not bound by time. He's outside Mm. of time. He's the author of time. He's the redeemer of time who redeems it In our favor, right? He actually get, this actually applies to our daily routine too. He actually can multiply time on our behalf. And so (laughs) I wish that I would have known that where I felt like, man, I wasted so much time. Time is nothing to the Lord where we are bound by it. He is not. And he can actually use that in our favor and, in. in our um in his goodness he can multiply it on our behalf
1: that's incredibly encouraging because i think that's what sometimes consumes my mind sometimes is how much i regret wasting time but no you're right he redeems it multiplies it i i i'm in love with that i'm going to hold that close to my to my heart your words you said it crystal from the word of God. Well, tell us where, um, as we wrap up, where can people find out more about you and your ministry and where to get your book, Grace
0: to Grow? Uh, we're done already. I was enjoying my conversation okay. with you, but <laughs> no, thank you. Oh no, so uh, I would love for everyone who needs this book to get it into their hands. Um, you can find it on our website, gracetogrow.tv. Um, that's Grace, T O grow.tv like television. You can find it there. You can also find it anywhere where books are sold and you can connect with us on socials. We um, at Grace to Grow, we post encouraging content every day. And hopefully the goal is to bring some Jesus wherever the people are hanging out on social media and hopefully help people to draw closer to him.
1: Perfect. So another thing we have in common, bring people closer to Jesus. <laughs> so I'm totally aligned with that. Thank you so much, Crystal, for just for joining us, for for sharing what you're doing and how God is using you. Thank you for letting God just use you to speak to so many people who can really relate to um, you know, to what you've gone through. So hopefully we'll have you back next time. Thank you.
0: That was super that would be super great. I enjoyed our girls takeover day. Thanks so much. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the influencers podcast on the charisma podcast
1: network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the influencers podcast official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer.
0: Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.